hungry. hungry. Run, run the track. Darling, there's only one God. The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. Welcome to the Dirty Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Cookie, and this special, special, special episode is special to me for one reason. I am coming up on 20 years of motherhood, y'all. 20 years. And I've learned a lot of things. So I'm going to get a few things off my chest today. But that is the most important. My son, who, one of the two that inspired um, episode five, season one, Fuck These Kids, just turned 20. He's doing his thing. The boy's paying rent. So I consider myself a proud mom. When your child starts paying bills and they left the nest and they doing anything and they're not asking you for money except for maybe once Every 13 business days, I feel like you're doing all right, okay? So that's how I'm feeling about that. But it's so crazy, y'all, because looking back, and I think I've said this over the course of a few episodes, how I originally felt like I would make a terrible mother. I remember saying I was never going to have kids because I did not have a motherly bone in my body. I told my ex that, in fact, and... Negro was determined to make it happen. We'll get into that on a couple of episodes, but um, my son was the first child I carried to term. But he just turned 20. Huge deal. I feel like I didn't screw him up too much, but there's definitely probably going to be some co-pays in his future. He's going to be on somebody's couch making appointments. And that's cool. Y'all know I'm here for therapy. I feel like we all need therapists. First of all, if you black, you need therapy by default. It's the trauma that comes with this melanin, with this skin. So don't be afraid of it, y'all. Get into it. So this past week, as I was reflecting on parenting and just how we all move in general, everybody has so many opinions. And the one person I would never take advice from is somebody that ain't got no damn kids. People get very judgmental in the way that you rear those that you birth into this world or fathers if you didn't birth children. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has these strong opinions. And I feel that until you get in the trenches, like until you get your face kicked in, until you get your heart broke by your child, not want nothing to do with you because they're going through puberty, they're coming into their own and you are just embarrassing or they just don't want to hear anything you got to say, but they'll listen to somebody else tell them the exact same damn thing. You can't give advice on parenting, my dog. You just can't. It's a journey, and it teaches us just as much as it teaches them. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing more transformative, in my opinion, than becoming a parent. Because it stretches you outside your comfort zone. Like, you, you explore new parts of yourself you didn't know existed. Your patience gets tested. You know what I'm saying? Your grace gets tested. Your will to live, your creativity, you know what I'm saying, your survival tactics, all these things, you get tested. 
So coming up on two decades, I'm just, it's so crazy. Like, I remember finding out I was having him. I remember going to the nurse's office on campus because I had just got to college, y'all. But I knew, you know, based off me and his dad, I, I, I knew I knew I was pregnant before I knew I was pregnant. And I remember just walking across campus. I remember the phone call because we were going to two totally different schools. We'd left uh, my hometown and went to two different schools. And I remember crying and I was like, and these dudes up here, everybody keep trying to smash it. I'm pregnant. And this dumbass said, these dudes trying to smash. Like, that's when you know a cat is trying to trap you. And let me just say this. Y'all think it's not a thing. Y'all talk so much about women and choosing better and this, that, and the third. Nobody addresses the fact that men do, in fact, trap women. Y'all do. I'm just going to throw that out there. I was in this group. Well, I'm still in it, and I got to get out because it's toxic as shit. And it's basically a group here in Dallas, and I think there's one in, like, every major city where folks are figuring out whether or not they man is cheating. And this girl, bless her heart, she was looking for community. She comes in this group basically saying this dude got her pregnant. And when she told him she was pregnant, he basically laughed it off and said, yeah, I took the condom off, with this, which is she thing, by the way. That's actually illegal. I don't know if it's illegal in all 50 states yet, but I mean, it's some shit you don't do, and it, it's a crime. And I remember folks just like ripping her apart, like, girl, well, I mean, it is what it is. Or if you don't get an abortion, just got to deal with the fact that you can't complain. And I was like, that is crazy. Like nobody addresses the fact that women get trapped. So I'm going to save that for another, another day, but we really got to address that. Like for real, for real. So again, celebrated two decades of motherhood this week amazing thing and then I started all over again because apparently we love to complete projects before we start new ones yes I got a two-year-old and I like it that way because with a daughter they push you little girls test the inner gangster that you think died the one that you said you were reformed from a daughter will bring that shit out of you and she's only two so I already know what I got ahead of me but it's all good I, I love it I said for years. And I said it in a joking manner that I just wanted my little girl. Like it would be a shame that I leave this earth and I didn't get a daughter. And I got one funny thing y'all I'm recording and she's right over there. Um, listening to Coco Melon or as we call it Coco Felon. She getting her whole life. We multitask here. Please understand y'all. That's the life I live. I do a lot of things. And that's something that I had to really explore and unpack this week um, concerning me showing up for people. The message this week has really been supportive character versus main character. And y'all know I've talked so much about being there for everybody else, being the supportive system, whether it's my friends going through a rough breakup, a dude is tripping, People changing jobs, me prepping my friends for interviews, us doing consultations about business, T, who needs to get cut off. I am the resident strong friend, but I'm going to tell y'all, these past two years, and if you refer back to the What's in Your Cup episode, season one, I got into this a lot about not pouring from an empty cup. And I realized that especially during COVID and the shutdown and me just being in a whole new chapter in life, I've had to reprioritize my energy. And that's been major. I never thought of that as a thing that we need to do, but we do. 
When you reprioritize your energy, you will learn real quick that you've given way too much energy away. And it wasn't reciprocal. And not that you do it to get something in return, but we punish ourselves. We delay our purpose and our walk when we are giving everybody else everything that we don't pour into ourselves. And for me, I look back. I look at the fact that over the past four years, up until the up until the past two years, I've been a road warrior, right? It ain't nothing for me to gas up my car, get on the highway. You got a graduation, a baby shower. It don't matter what it is, a protest, anything. You ain't seen me in a while. You miss me. I get on the highway and I drive. I drive to anybody. I will run a car into the ground and show up for my people. And it took me a long time to realize, girl, you got to. The reason you haven't accomplished the things that you need to accomplish, the reason that maybe you haven't shown up as a mother wholeheartedly the way you need to is because you've given all that shit away to somebody else. And someone did this video and they were like, you know, great things are not necessarily happening in your life because you're too busy being the great thing for everybody else. And when I tell y'all, I almost threw my phone, threw my wig and hit a Baptist church shout. It hit home. Because I'm one of those people that realized I really put myself on the back burner to show up for everybody else. But the question is why, right? And through therapy, I learned that, and we all know this, if you've gone to therapy, one of the first lessons you learn is that everything you go through in life, a lot of the things you're doing and you're coping with, you're dealing with that inner child. There is something about your inner child, something that happened to you during your childhood, something transformative, something you were lacking that causes you to move the way you move. So a lot of times we realize when we really do the inner work that we're not living up to our full potential because we're scared. We don't think it's possible, but yet you can breathe life into somebody's business, somebody's mental health, somebody's relationships, somebody's anything. But somehow you ain't got nothing left over for yourself. And this has been me. And it's been a whole lot of unpacking. In fact, I would say it's been a couple of years worth of unpacking. I did this post the other day. There was this girl, one of, a podcast that I really respect. Um, listen to your single friend. Shout out to her because she'd be really getting in it. But she had posted somebody's comments saying, it was one of the memes about how when a girl gets into a relationship, they really ain't got time for their friendships no more. They're just invested in a man. It is what it is type deal, which those girls do irk me because those are the friendships I've always found myself in. Being the strong person. Be in the shoulder to lean on, but once somebody gets a man, they, they ghost you. But when that man starts acting a fool, they call you back in to check him. And I have said this before. I, the fact that I ain't been slapped out yet by one of my homegirls, men, the, the ancestors, everybody, everybody looks out for me in that regard because it ain't nothing for me to pop off about my friends. I will pop off about my friends if you break my friend's heart. Why? Because I don't even necessarily pop off like that when it's me getting my heart broken or whatever it is. I'll just let dudes go. I don't, I don't give folks the, the smoke they deserve from me. Now, there's one I still got in the tuck. There's revenge coming to somebody. So let me just throw that out there. Somebody is fucking getting Will Smith on site. And it's going to be what it's going to be. And after that, I'll feel so much better. It's like that, that, gash, that gas that's been taunting you all day. You finally let it out and it's like you're 10 pounds lighter. So... That's what that is. But I, again, coming back to my point, y'all know I'm long-winded, but I've put the type of energy that I put into myself, that I need to put into myself, into other people. And I know this resonates with somebody, with a lot of y'all. 
And we got to stop doing that. Because what you find out, and I've said this before, it's not necessarily reciprocal. So, again, you're trying to overcompensate for that neglected inner child and you end up pouring so much into somebody else that you don't get what you need for yourself, for your survival back, then you're getting mad that folks don't show up for you. Well, they didn't even know the assignment. You didn't tell them the assignment. You had the assumption, the assumption that everybody moves like you. Everybody does not move like you. So for that reason, you got to prioritize yourself, regardless of whose feelings it may hurt. It may hurt. So I would say for myself, it's definitely main character season. And I talked about um, last week how I really wanted a daughter for so long. I finally got her. Funny thing, though, my pregnancy, y'all, triggered a million pregnancies. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Everybody that mama came out pregnant. Now, I got a 17-year gap. Between my son and my daughter, ain't nobody pregnant. But the minute them lines show up, everybody pregnant. I feel like a little bit of a trendsetter. I feel like my Nevaeh was a, she was a leader before she was a leader. Don't nobody take that as shade. I'm not trying to be funny. It's funny, but God damn it, there's some truth to it. But I noticed that during my pregnancy and even afterwards, I just, the type of energy I would normally have for folks, it, ain't, it wasn't there. And it's not even necessarily there now. And I feel bad about it. But I'm so much more intentional about pouring into mine. With my son, I can look back and see how supportive I was to a lot of other folks' offspring. And sometimes I think that he might have gotten neglected in some way in the process, if I'm being honest with myself. Because people, again, I'm the person that folks pull on. They call about whatever issue. Sometimes that's their children. And, you know, I get into protector auntie mode or whatever you want to call it. And I think I definitely paid for it. And looking back, there were signs that my son was telling me, you know, mom, I need more of you. So you really got to be careful when you're giving so much of you away. Got to. You can't stretch yourself thin for everybody. You can't. And when it dawned on me that I played the supporting role character for so many years, that's why I was so drained and so depleted. So when you get into that main character shit, when you get on your main character shit, folks ain't going to know how to receive it that are used to being able to pull from you. And that's just part of that discomfort from growing that you just have to embrace. It's just part of it. Some folks cannot get the same access to you that they did before. And what's interesting is with what you find out when you stop giving 100% of you or 98% of you away to everybody else, you see how you're really valued in folks' space. If nobody can respect the fact that they can't have the same accessibility to you that they once were because you're prioritizing you, baby, that was never a real genuine relationship. Take it how you want. I'm That's going to step on some toes, but it is what it is. Prioritize you for a season. Put every ounce of energy that you have into you your family, your job, your projects, your mental health, whatever it is that you need to survive, see what happens when you invest all your time in it and see how folks respond. And to be honest with you, you might clean house real quick. That ain't just with friendships. That's with family too. I found myself feeling guilty about some shit, y'all. And I had to say to myself, girl, hold up. Folks want you to continue to be a road warrior. How many times have they done that for you? Folks want to be able to X, Y, Z. How many times have you been able to pull from them? 
And you really got to ask these questions because a lot of times this is holding you up from that next level, that next chapter, is that you are too busy trying to hold everybody else's hand. And God damn it, you need to hold your own because ain't nobody going to have you like you got you. So that's something that was really sitting on me this week. But I think the biggest reason it was sitting on me is because I felt like I needed to apologize for it. In no way, shape, or form should you be apologizing if you've spent a significant amount of your adult life doing emotional labor for other grown-ass people. I'm just saying. That's really something we got to start thinking about. In this season, before you do anything for anybody else, ask yourself, we're going to go back to season one, how full is my cup? If folks cannot benefit from the overflow, but you got to scoop, no. If they're not benefiting from the overflow, it's too much energy giving out. It's too much energy giving out. That's not what we're doing. That ain't what we're doing. So I wanted to keep that simple today. That message was really sitting on my heart. I had to get it out. And hope that we just all be better for ourselves so that when we do help other people, it's not coming from a place of overcompensation. It's not coming from a place of, you know, trying to do something for somebody else because you wish that inner, younger, that little girl, little boy, you or little them, you didn't receive. We got to start investing in everything that God or the universe or whoever you pray to called us to be. You ain't got time. Folks are dropping off this earth every damn day. And there are folks on their deathbed with regrets. It's totally okay for you to be the main character in this season. It's okay for you to walk around with main motherfucking character energy. Because why not? If you ain't going to be the main character in your life, who else going to do it? Who? So, yeah. I'm calling us all to be better. I'm calling us to be unapologetic and I'm calling us to hold ourselves responsible for doing what we got to do for us. Everything going to be all right, y'all. So um, that's all I got for y'all today. We're still in a pandemic. Wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distance. And when you get a free moment, please remember to take the time, take your time because the bags are dirty, dirty. Make sure you're investing that intentional time to clean out your dirty bag till next time. <laughs> there's only one God. Well, darling, there's only one God. Darling, there's only one.